snow song. I mean, it's the average white band. I don't know if they're white or not. Um, It's 11.45. We are recording a little bit earlier because uh, a variety of of things. And it's possible, Alexandria, there will be a, uh, a local guest. Tacked on oh. to the end. Tacked on to the end of today's podcast. I love a good guest. Um, somebody had reached out to the radio station about an art contest happening with the Metro Parks, and nice. I connected. And I was like, "Let's uh, let's do ten minutes." So her and I have something tentative. And Chelsea from Perrysburg was going to record today at two for um, Winterfest. Yes, mm. but her day is all tangled up. So it's. Uh, can you? Reiterate that statement that you just asked me before we started to record. <laughs> I need our local meteorologist to come up with some um, alternative forecasts or like, um, so this is what we're expecting, but you know, there may also be an opportunity for this or alternatively, we may not get this. If it rains until 1 p.m. in the afternoon, then we are more likely to have this, 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 this or this, you know? Deep breath. (laughs) And I'm ready. Um, Okay. So, I don't mistrust all of our local weather people. I think they're all... Same. Doing the best that they can. And I'm talking Ryan and Jay and Ross and Chris and the new guy... And Kimberly. She doesn't count anymore. Yes, Um, she does. Whatever that girl's name that is is there. Uh, But but she doesn't doesn't have to be on TV anymore. Uh, There's a new guy, Matt, on TOL from Louisiana, and he arrived and winter is struck. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Uh, uh, um, Brushback? No, I got, that's Jay. There's the, God, what's his name? The the, the guy that runs a lot on TOL. Oh, Vickers. No, 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 no. Chris is just naturally athletic. This guy, this is another guy that runs. Forget his name. Um... And I actually just messaged Heather at 13 because I want Heather um, to come on the air with me a little bit later on. So I think they all do a fine job. Yes, Um, they do. Personally, for a long time now, um, I've been using an app called Weather Underground. (laughs) Um, And I have found it to be slightly more accurate than a meteorologist. Now, let me put some boundaries with this. And by the way, it's 1149 and it's raining a lot. You know the saying, um, it's kind of, try like whenever we get a ton of rain somebody goes boy do you know how much snow this would be if it was snowing well if i had wings i would be a bird but um i think this is some of that and it's going to get colder in transition and i haven't kept an eye on the forecast but i'll say this last evening i saw that weather underground was predicting far less than where our local people were predicting they had like Seven today, two or three tomorrow. Right. Now, look, once you're at 10, there's not much difference between 10 and 18. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, and the reason I, I think I, I go with Weather Underground a little bit more, I can only imagine that there is an algorithm constantly churning insurmountable loads of data to literally every second, second spit right. out a new version of the forecast where right. a meteorologist probably can use the same tools and as much as they can do on go on Twitter in real time, I think they have to prepare things larger than that for TV and whatnot. But I, I just don't know if they can stay up to the minute as some of these really technical apps are. But I, I I agree. I mean, I, you're right. I think that there is there's continuous movement um, related to the weather, and they share that sometimes. I mean, I think they share. I see them share it the most when they have to predict a potential for tornadoes. And then that doesn't happen and everyone's like, oh, where's this dangerous storm? But it was like the atmosphere is so unpredictable, hence why tornadoes can happen, that sometimes things don't come out the way that you intend them to be. Not to say that's not what's going to happen here, because I do still feel like we were like right in the middle of the window of severe snow. It's just um, I think we were expecting it around 9 a.m. and it's still raining at this point. And again, things. So right now, uh, I pulled up weather underground. Mm-hmm. Um, six inches today, three tomorrow. So yeah. n- nine is where uh, it, it's manageable. Sure. Um, and I don't begrudge any of our weather people because again, they they just they just can't get to on TV quickly enough unless there is like a, a tornado or something. Right. As opposed to the app that I just pulled up. Like if I could. 
call Chris Vickers right now, I would, and be like, dude, can I have an immediate update? It just doesn't work as quickly as the apps can churn out the new data and information. And I'll make the analogy like this. And maybe somewhere out there, there's a a cranky, curmudgeonly, retired weather person, and they're like, au contraire. They can do exactly what Alex is asking, like A, B, and C. And I know sometimes they do that with with hurricanes, but those things are mm-hmm. like hundreds of miles out. This stuff, not so much. Um, let's say you love Thomas, right? I mean, that that's a that's a given, right? Not today. In that's general, <laughs> yes. In general, yes. You love Most Thomas. Days. That's why you're. That's why you're marrying him. Mm-hmm. But life is about continuously, at least I look at it this way, learning, growing, taking more in, making better decisions. This was exactly the theme of the book I read a couple of weeks ago, Julie Gallif, uh, The Scout Mindset. There's the soldier mm-hmm. the soldier mindset, the scout mindset. The soldier is, st- is stuck and stubborn in their ways and does not change their mind. The scout, looking for new information and not necessarily admitting they're wrong, but updating their decisions and their choices. Let's say yeah. all of a sudden, Thomas cheated, Thomas cheated on you with, uh, with a kangaroo, okay? I don't know mm-hmm. where he found a kangaroo in Perrysburg Township, but he found one. Mm-hmm. And this new information that you have gathered, the soldier, whatever that other mindset would be, is, I love Thomas. I made a vow to love Thomas, and I'm going to stick with this whether or not I have a kangaroo punching me in my apartment or not. No. There's the scout mindset that's like, I love who you are, but like, I just can't be with someone who is going to make love and do things to a, a kangaroo for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, we can still be friends down the road, but I have acquired new information. I'm making a different decision. It's the same thing, Correct. With, the same thing with weather. Yes, it is. I agree. I think that we are, I think the, the viewers, I think the audience is not as forgiving as the weather needs to be, if that yes. makes any sense. Yes. Like we are not as forgiving as we need to be when we're talking about something like weather. And unfortunately, the people that take the beatings are our local meteorologists. So um, good work on all of you and shame on everyone who gives them a hard time. There is a uh, meteorologist in Philadelphia when I was growing up. So my brother likes cars and weather. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother is the kid that would email or like whatever or go to the places where the meteorologists were at. Um, oh, actually, he, I love uh, that. He loved it. What's his name? Hurricane Hurricane Schwartz. This little short Jewish guy with a bow tie. My brother would follow him around. Phoenix got into it, and they they would. Uh, my brother like took him to took Phoenix to a Wawa to meet Hurricane Schwartz. Um, every area had like who did we have? Oh, you weren't here. Blizzard. I had Dick. We had Dick Goddard. Dick Goddard. What a great news guy name. R.I.P. Um, we had Blizzard Bill. Blizzard Bill, I think, retired five or six years or so ago. Um, so, my uh, there's like a, a meteorologist who worked at one of the radio stations where Hurricane Schwartz was. His name was John Belaris. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, well, I'm sure this happened, but more public. Like, like when... Um, TV news people were, were celebrities in some way. Like this is like the beginning, like '90s TV news journalism, where mm-hmm. HD was coming in, and these people were good looking, mm-hmm. not haggard looking. And uh, John Belaris was a was a good looking fellow, and uh, his, his his dating life was part of things. There was actually something where like he got he got drugged in Miami by like <sighs> two Ukrainian women or whatever, and they took all of his money. Wild oh my story. God. But also, that didn't run him out of town. Apparently, he misforecasted a storm massively. Like, <sighs> uh, you, you can... John, J with an H, B-O-L-A-R-I-S. John Belaris. And I, I didn't live at the home at the time. My brother probably knows it like that. But he missed, and he missed by a lot. And he got run out of town for it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I like, was it like a tornado or like a, I don't know. I don't know. Was it like a deadly? If I mean, if it was something deadly, then yeah, I could imagine. Um, and it, I mean, maybe that sets the precedent why um, there may be like a small system moving in, but they cut into your primetime television because they have a responsibility in case somebody dies. You know what I mean? Uh, I love the, and you may or may not see it. Um, 
on Sundays or when there's big TV show, like Sunday for football or TV show, network TV shows, this is us, whatever. And there are weather warnings. People lose their shit. And I'm so glad yes, they that, do. That, that Jordan Strack has turned the tables on these people and started like, <laughs> cu- like before he would be like, look, it, this is a dangerous situation. Or sometimes like when they'd run a Lions game instead of the Browns. Like, I'm glad he, right. I, I'm all for like putting the idiots out there in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's crazy. Like you wanting to watch the Browns game where they're already, they're, they're down 21 to three or you finishing an American, American Idol or whatever your show is when there's about to be a tornado that's going to rip through someplace within 15 or 30 miles of you. I mean, it's so selfish. What's really interesting are these are also the, the kind of people that will be angry like that and like aggressive are the same ones that will call into the station and leave voicemails. And when the, when the, when the news anchors or like when the, the news team plays back that voicemail on their social media, which often happens, it's hilarious. It's sad and funny at the same time. Do, do you follow Amy from TOL on, on TikTok? Amy. Staggerwald. Uh, uh, not on TikTok, no. You should, but I know who you're talking about. Um, so it was on some of her socials. Like I, I, you know, I see all this stuff on on Twitter. She had that person call, and she disguised this person's voice. And for all, <laughs> Amy wouldn't do this, but like I could totally see this being all orchestrated. But she changed this person, vo- this person's voice, and that he, she, whatever it was, was complaining about Amy's dress being too red or. Her oh, yeah. eye makeup being too much, and it, they said she has raccoon eyes, and I'm so glad she she played it like that. Like in some cases, I want you to ignore the trolls, but other times I want you to hang them out to dry so they can be embarrassed, and I don't want them to kill themselves, but just be ashamed of doing this. So yeah, and you know because you, like Kimberly, like I, I have, Allie, yeah, yes, I have all the sympathy in the world for women in the news or who are like oh my gosh oh boy like it's just relentless and from the people with the lowest of iqs i mean sometimes it makes me like sick to my stomach obviously yes like i still have a very good girlfriend in news up in detroit Allie, and when i see people comment on some of her things and it's usually men like it's the people who comment on her stuff leans very heavy to to a male audience um, but she's an attractive girl, so I get it. And but the things that they say, it's like, <laughs> like I, I can't. I have so much respect for them. I mean, even even when Kimberly was in news, like that, you know, something may or may not have happened during her career. And I remember I took her out for dinner um, when that happened, like that day. Uh, Kim- I took her out to dinner. Kimberly's and- a crier. She's a crier, isn't she? No. Oh, actually, no, not at all. Allie is. No, not at all. Um, Kimberly's very tough, as a matter of fact. But um, not to say that Allie's not tough because she cries. Anyway, (laughs) so I took her out to dinner to like kind of lift her spirits. And the table next to me before she got there was talking about what happened. And I leaned over and I said, you need to stop talking. I was such a like I was like a mama bear in that moment. And I said, you all need to stop talking about that immediately. Like cease and desist now. She's arriving in five minutes and I'm taking her out to separate her from what's happening. So please stop. (laughs) And they did. They were super respectful and they stopped and like, oh, my God. So and there weren't any like awkward stares, but just the things that they go through. It's uh, I have a lot of respect for them. Um, to, to another part of this as we still await the snow um, mm. I was still trying to gather more information uh, about why people were buying all this stuff and I, I saw somebody post something on Facebook today <laughs> My God. they were uh, oh to roll back to yesterday so I had some time before I had to go on the air and I ran over to Walmart I do it once or twice a week sometimes to see if they have Transformers I want um and I was expecting there to be every Transformer I, I've ever wanted and on pre-order that I, I have pre-ordered and I can get it now because the lines were all the way down the aisles. And um, I saw a friend of mine say, thanks, panicked white people. Oh, contraire, Stephanie. I saw black people who were equally as panicked and getting lots of Doritos and Gatorade. Um, so to fast forward to today, saw a woman say uh, on Facebook... I wanted my children to see what it's like to see how you should prepare for an emergency. 
totally valid sentiment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should do that, though, when there isn't all these panicked people out there. And this woman made a list of all the things she had a hard time finding. And at this point, it's kind of hard to figure out what's gone because of panic, what's gone because of supply issues. And I, I yesterday, I saw a lot of people buying alcohol. Not everybody. And, and there's just this weird incongruity, like a dissonance. There's something just that, that doesn't mesh up. So many of these people who seem to be panicked and preparing are, are, are maybe unlikely to be able to do anything if this emergency truly descends on them because they will all be shit-faced drunk from all the alcohol they bought. So I'm looking for more enlightenment as to why people do this other than going back to the previous discussion. You have an IQ of eight. No, I disagree. You're just not going to get it because you're not going to agree. They will. I feel like there's reasons why people do it. You just disagree. You're looking for a reason to say, okay, that makes sense. And I don't think you're going to find it because you disagree. I mean, are you saying... I don't disagree. I'm just looking for the logic in this. Isn't the logic... (laughs) I'm completely serious. Isn't Isn't the logic I have to be absolutely prepared for an emergency okay what what might they, like I'm, I'm genuinely asking you as my best friend okay what do you need all that for what is the emergency that you're envisioning that would cause that that you couldn't get some kind of assistance in so many other places like how bad would it get I, I don't know. I mean, I, it wouldn't realistically. Like, I don't That's think I it. would get to an emergency That's because it. I do because I do have food in my home. Do I have like a sheet pan meal in my freezer that's been there for months because I find other stuff to eat that I like better? Yes. Can I eat it now and not have to go like pile onto the stores in case you know what I mean? In case it gets to a point where I can't go out and get something more appetizing. Yes. You know. Take, um, take it more. I don't even think it's a food thing. I have water. <laughs> I don't, like the pow. So, 2010 or 11, um, we got a a snowstorm in Allentown, like six inches, and it was when uh, it was a very warm start to fall. Mm-hmm. It was the most devastating storm I've ever been in. Six inches. Why? Because there were still trees with leaves and oh. all the snow and ice lay on the leaves and brought down power. I was without power at my apartment for at least several days. Um, I was able to drive home to Philadelphia, but I I think it's a power thing. Not like Uh I'm strong. I think it's a a power and electrical and infrastructure issue more than it is a food thing. Because like, let's say you were displaced for, if it were two or three days, your mom included, because she's right down the street, I would let you come stay with me. You could go to Buddy's. You could go to Carl's. You have places to go. If it's a long-term thing, well, I'm sure some type of housing would be provided for you. And at that point, the food and the toilet paper you're buying doesn't matter. So I'm having a hard time finding the logic in panic purchasing when what you're envisioning is very... Like, you're planning for an alien invasion and a don't-look-up kind of asteroid as opposed to (laughs) a snowstorm. So you're saying that people have a little bit more wiggle room for struggle than you think they are acting. Like you, you think that like you reasonably don't need to be doing this because you're far from an issue here. It's not even the stuff I was giving you a hard time for yesterday with your bougie unseasoned spaghetti. Uh, um, it was gross. <laughs> it, it's more like if I look in your cart, like what are you buying all this for? Like we just went through. We're coming. We're two years removed from. Stores being closed, limits mm-hmm. on buying so many things, and we got through it. Now, you could look at that yeah. and go, it's going to get worse. Maybe, but very unlikely. I, I just don't see the scenario where you need to buy all of that stuff. So, the only thing I did purchase um, yesterday that was that maybe lined up with the masses that I feel like does make sense um, was gas. So I did go to the gas station and filled up my tank because I know driving, I mean, most people I feel like should know this, but when you're driving around in this kind of weather, you use more gas than when you're just driving in a like rain, you know? So if there is piles of snow, um, 
you know, you're using your cat, your car is using, it takes more gas for me to get to and from work. And because I'm an essential employee, I might be hauling it back and forth while everybody else is staying at home. And if there's issues with power or something really, I've, I've also seen snowstorms where you could not get gas because they ran out and they didn't get any deliveries because the snow was so bad or the power went out or, you know, all, all sorts of reasons. So I did fill up my tank yesterday. Valid. Good. I'm glad I passed the test. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like that's smart because if you're near E, when your power goes out and you can't make it somewhere, if you have to like go all the way up to Buddy's or Carl's or whichever right. direction, that's completely valid. Like I totally get that. Um, that's far more important than Doritos and Gatorade, which granted will last through an asteroid apocalypse, but I don't know. I mean, you did, you did solve the one thing for me yesterday when I was like, you're going to drink rotten milk. And you're like, no, just put it outside. Dumbass. <laughs> I think that one of the other things that I was super proud of myself what, years ago when we had the water crisis and everybody was like storming the, um, you know, you couldn't use your water. So you had to go get some water and, you know, I, I, I think I did the opposite and I knew that nobody picked up on this because where I went, there was not a ton of people and there was still plenty. I went and bought two of those gigantic Gatorade, like sports water containers, like the mm -hmm. really big, the orange ones. I drove down to Bowling Green and I used somebody's water and filled them up and then came back to Toledo. <laughs> and I was like, all right, here we go. I've got water for days. We've got our washing water and our drinking and cooking water. Good. When that was happening, I have, uh -huh. I, there should be a book one day and there will be, some of them will tell that story. So <laughs> I have it from, granted, somebody who has been known to tell a fib or two, but mm -hmm. I have enough loose evidence to say that that was blown out of proportion and the water was never truly the issue that some made it out to be. But I get it. It's water and you want to be as safe as possible. Um, so uh, I could trump your theory right now. So my coworker at the time, her husband was an engineer for the water plant where it all started. And it was in fact really bad. And then he was on the p program that made it so that would never happen again. How bad, like bad in what way? Um, just the toxins, I guess, that were in it and how it got in and then how it was distributed. Um, is the is what i can tell you i know at the time it made a lot of sense and like he talked to us all personally and he's like yeah you might want to like just don't do it <laughs> and we're like okay because it was like when it gets heated up um like when it would get hot it would get more dangerous for you if i could so, like showering and, and drinking sorry if i could no you're fine if i could spark my brain i want to say and i'm not saying this is right by any means but i, I recall from what it's come my way is um you were okay to shower. Just like don't don't drink gobs. Of, don't don't stand in the shower with your mouth open. Um, what else? If you had some kind of like gastrointestinal uh, intestinal issue, it might have bothered you. Mm -hmm. Don't don't drink it. But you can you know wash your dish. Like I was using bottled water or whatever to wash dishes and stuff. So it it may have been blown a bit out of proportion. But I get it. When it comes to water, you really don't want to mess around. That's like mm -hmm. with hey. What's that growing in your ceiling? Could be cancer. All right, everybody out. Um, <laughs> did I have one, I have one more thing with the... Who's that? With the weather? Who's that? Uh, somebody, that's Eric. He's just... Oh, you're the, at work. My doors. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, thought yeah. You, yeah, I thought you were, you were home or... Oh, hold on. What did you say to me? I was home yesterday. No, my car is up and running and I'm back to work. Oh, you said I'm free most of the day. My, my apologies. Yeah, no, I'm working. I just don't have any like formal meetings or anything like that. And this is my lunch time. Um, I'll save that evergreen topic because it will go forever. But I'll, I'll, you probably saw my, yes, I'm very angry. Not angry, just curmudgeonly. Um, so I have something. Oh, okay, go ahead. So Jesus has a grip on me and I feel obligated to be a good person. And I had a moment today where I, could have been bad and I had every reason to be bad by like society standards and I okay. didn't and I'm frustrated <laughs> so I had to go make a payment on something and I said you know what the snow's not here go and get it done Alex right I just got my car fixed upwards of four hundred dollars like 
right when rent is due. So there's gonna be a struggle, right? Might have to purchase my wedding dress by the end of this month. There's going to be a struggle, right? We're penny pinching to the very dollar. We're all right, but we're like to the very dollar. And it's frustrating, you know? There's a struggle. I don't wanna struggle. It's always easier when you don't have to. When I went to make a payment, you know, I paid the girl 60 bucks. You vanished. Alex, Alexandra. Sorry, that was my sister. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got a call. Um, so she was supposed to give me 16 bucks in return. She gave me $160 by accident. And I looked at it. And what she did was she stacked up all the cash like on top of one another. And the singles were first. But I looked underneath and I was like, I'm sorry, that's a $100 bill. That's a $100 bill. That shouldn't be there. And I was like, and I could have easily grabbed it and walked out because she was giving me my receipt and I didn't. And I'm like, hey, this doesn't look right. Can you just double check? And she was like, oh. <laughs> and I said, I don't think I definitely don't think I'm supposed to be getting this much back. I think that there's you know, she. And so she admitted that her confusion, her coworker was standing right next to her and her coworker is the like supervisor or something and mm -hmm. she says you would have 1000 percent been fired for that mm. and she goes you better thank this person you would have been fired for that and i responded and i was like not on my watch like absolutely not i was like i like i can't i could never do that but i want i didn't want to i didn't even want to but it was just like ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could have had that that $160 would have made the difference like for a, just a little bit of comfort and I'm like god damn it. No, you did the right thing and karma I will know. come back your way and I would be I would be morally disappointed if you did this. I would never you know I would never. I, I know. You, you thought, know I would never. You, you thought about it. You just told me you thought about it. All right. Yeah, no, I would I I would not do it. I mean, that's that girl's job. Mm -hmm. Like I'm coming in and making a payment and like just trying to do the right thing. And I saw that and I was like, I could never in my right mind. And I didn't, but um, you know, and the, the lady making the comment about like, you would have been fired, you better thank her. I didn't even like that. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like she owes me a thank you for doing the right thing, you know? But it's still one of those moments where it's like, life is like just a little bit sucky at the moment. It will get better, I know that. But like, here I am, like, could have just walked off <laughs> and I did it. And I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm your best, you're my best friend. I don't know how you feel about me, but. Oh, uh, duh. Boy, telling me that you thought about that, that's a big reveal. Why? I mean, no, I didn't. Did I think about walking off with it? Absolutely not. I could have. No, right. no, I didn't think about it. Okay. The difference is the way she had the money stacked nobody she would not have seen that she accidentally gave me a hundred dollar bill okay this sits with my evergreen topic so i'll bring it up oh okay um when i was at work on saturday packing some meals um there was a small discussion that broke out there's a, a woman that that works with us and um i don't know where she was or whatever but she was buying a box of cereal and for mm -hmm. whatever reason, she was overcharged by $2, something about like it was under this sign, should have rung up for mm -hmm. this. It was $2. Mm -hmm. And we got to talking about this. And I sensed that, like she told me that, I think she said she was like beginning to lose her cool. I'm like, are you willing to deal with the consequences of that over $2? Then somebody next to me said, you know, you, it's up to the individual what value of money is important to them. I understand mm -hmm. that. I was simply mm -hmm. trying to point out, are you willing to beat up a person at Kroger over $2? Because the consequences are the same regardless of how much money I may or may not have. If I did mm -hmm. not have a lot of money and I had to scrounge over $2, I probably can't pay a good enough lawyer to get that assault charge off my, um, off my <laughs> record or maybe bail myself out. So while I completely understand the principle of your money is your money and you spend it how you'd like, I was just trying to simply say, are you willing to, because people do this all the time. Like, uh, you saw the broad right. Golden Corral. No, it was a Golden Corral. It was in Philadelphia or outside of Philadelphia. Did you see this? Uh, was it recent? Yeah, it was, it was actually no. all over the place. Uh, big story yesterday. No. Let me pull it up real fast. Golden Corral. 
brawl. Yeah, insane video cap captures the moment a huge 40-person brawl breaks out of Golden Corral. It was over steak, oh and I don't know, like, are you willing to risk that over somebody overcharging you $2? And not me. I mean... No, not uh, you me know, either. I, I like to be contrarian. I like to make a point. I can be idealistic, but I also know which hills are worth dying on, and I don't care... Even if you're the poorest person around, unless you're looking for a, a place to stay and get warm for a couple of nights and get fed, don't pop anybody unless you want to go to jail. Yeah, I don't. I, I like. I've had my moments where I've certainly. I will say, if I know that something is supposed to be two dollars less and it rings up that it's not that, I will absolutely say something. But I'm like, hey, just so you know, this was this was marked differently. So I just want to double check. And if they say, you know, I'm sorry, it's too late. I'll, you know, I'll probably say it's no big deal. Um, or if I'm like, hey, it's not a super huge, huge deal, but is, can we change this? And if they say, no, we can't change it, then whatever, I'll keep going. But there are times where, yeah, like, I mean, I'm far, I'm removed from it, not far removed from it, but like down to the dollar, if I'm spending $16 on groceries and I only have 20, <clears throat> like, you know what I mean? For two days, like say I'm spending $16 on groceries that's gonna last me until Friday when I get paid and it's Wednesday, and that means I only have $4 until Friday, I may say, you know what, then I'm not gonna take it. I won't get in a fight though. Like I won't, no, I, I would not have like fight over it. I would just like say, okay, time to move on. Um, but other people don't have as much control and like, I, I, I'm also not one of those people where it's like, well, you just caught that person on a bad day. Like, no, nothing gives you an excuse to be <clears throat> crappy towards someone. You know, just because you're having a bad day doesn't mean you need to make somebody else's day the equivalent of yours, if not worse. So I, I also don't think there's an excuse for that. But yeah, I mean, sometimes $2 does make a difference, but you just move on. You either take it or you move on. Or you lose your cool and do something that is regrettable and like Correct. I said, you can't get that lawyer or bail or whatever. Um, and again, it depend, everybody's value that they're willing to go to war over is different. I mean, the circumstances as well. This is one of the... So I know like the Karen thing really took off. And when it started going, I think we talked about this last summer. Like I kind of held my head in shame because I'm like, that's my mom. Natalie does that. That's why like... <laughs> like not... Not like... <laughs> racist okay right. so, no, I don't even want to say by the book yeah 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 I don't even want to say it was like entitled and, and you, you can you're, we're just doing semantics but like if it was a if it was a double coupon day and you didn't ring up the double coupon for the one that my mom gave you there might be a manager that has to come by and again I just held my head in shame or when we'd go out to eat and it wasn't exactly I'm like just like live with it so it, every time a Karen thing popped up, it, it, I felt it. And it was never like evil or malicious. Um, and again, I, I saw my mom do it, so I'm more accepting. Josh and I went to Friday's on Sunday for one of the rare Sundays I was awake. And I asked, uh, I said, I'll take the same thing Josh is getting, but I got mm -hmm. it to go. But when I got home, it was not the same thing that Josh got. And... I know there are some people who, I. There's some people who just live to complain because they find it to be a hobby. There are others right. who take things out on others when things are going bad in their in their lives. So mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, but yeah, that that's me. I'm I'm pretty accepting and easygoing because I don't think the confrontation is actually worth it. Yeah, I, I mean, there are times, though, where I'm absolutely looking forward to something and it's done wrong and I get furious, never furious enough to make that extra step and call or to go back or to send it back. Well, right. maybe send it back if I'm at an actual restaurant, but like say I get takeout and I don't check the bag until I get home and they didn't give me yum yum sauce and like yum yum sauce makes the damn meal. Like I'm not going to be furious enough to go back, if that makes any sense but I will be pretty pissed. Like I will be upset, <laughs> like, you know, but not enough to like, maybe because I'm too lazy and I'm like, no, it's not worth it. Like, it's just not worth it. So it also um, costs in some cases, like my, sure. I do, I do recall my mom getting bad fruits or vegetables or whatever the heck she got. And she'll go back to the store. I'm like, mom, with the time and 
gassed that you're going. It's just not worth it. Like you're, I understand the idealist in you and wanting to correct the wrong, but ultimately you're coming out less similar to how I used to like begrudge my mom who would go from supermarket to supermarket to supermarket or uh, I'm sorry, no, no, no. She would drive farther to pay less for gas. And it was all, even when I was a little boy, I'm like, this seems, this seems like bad arithmetic. We're driving out of our way to pay a few cents less for gas, but driving out of the way cost us the, the money we were saving. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's Come on, what, at what length will we go? At right. what length will we go? Um, my brother said uh, he could call. He just texted me back. I'll see if he calls. Um, calls us? Yeah, I wanted him to talk about that weather guy story because he's the weather nerd. Oh, nice. If he wants to make a return to the podcast. Um, in the meantime, um, but Brian Flores, have you followed this anymore? I'm sure it's caught your attention. I... I mean, I read it. I read it in detail, and I read the Bill Belichick um, uh, information, too, because that wasn't... Yeah, I read that because that wasn't in the article that you sent me, so I got a little bit more information on it, and I, I feel for him. I really... I Like, my heart aches for him a little bit, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I mean, he's... he's They're right. Like, there, there is... You know, it, it's just about, like, who is going to form the energy and put in the work to bring the NFL to some sort of, to bring some justice to what happened or just some sort of resolve and, and then encourage better practices. Yeah. And he is brave. And I don't know if it was intentional or just coincidental, but like doing it on the first day of black history month. And, yeah. and I, I, I feel a pit in my stomach. Um, I mean, we were texting about it, but I just fear that, the richness of the NFL owners, they will hunker down and get good lawyers and investigators and just like crush him. And it, that, that, mm. that, that to itself is maybe worse than the injustice that people of color in management and leader posi- leadership positions have had to endure in the NFL that they, that they'll, they potentially will go after him personally and professionally. I mean, that, that to me is even, is maybe even more sickening. I don't think that they're going to do that this time around, because I think that when they when everybody dug their heels in on Kaepernick and then like years later, there was this like relief, like Kaepernick and his mission and his method was then respected and praised. I don't think they I don't think that that's going to happen this time. I think that that was a mistake that they made. And I think that they got shit for it years later, but they still got shit for it. And I think that um, I don't I don't know if that's going to be the right move this time. I know it's the wrong move, but I don't know if it's going to be the move that they're going to do. I hope I would hope not. And I don't think so. It's a salient point and an important one because these yeah. things all connect. Um, but it's a lot. It was a lot easier for the NFL to do it in hindsight rather than in the the, the pitched emotion of the moments. And arguably, Correct, yeah. I was 17, I think. Um, that's when the president really started to, when he kicked over the gasoline and the fire got high for online di- online discourse. And it's easy, like, yeah. four, four years later for Roger Goodell, the commissioner, to, you know, say, we were wrong and we're going to write these amount of checks, which is never enough for all the money that the NFL makes. And maybe they don't wait four years. Maybe they wait two um, but it's always easier to do it after the fact. And it's yeah. just, it's, it sucks because Brian Flores has the resource of being someone that looks different and has been a part of a a culture that has been dealt with injustices for decades. And I'm just speaking mm-hmm. about on the football in the football realm. And because he doesn't have a bazillion dollars, I just fear that they're going to crush him some that how regardless of how fiery the media gets. I, 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 I just, I think this is a good opportunity for them to show that they've learned from their mistakes. You know, if, if this is a real, this may be a good opportunity. Like, again, they're being called out after the fact, but how they choose to respond to it is going to be really important. And I think that this is a good opportunity for the NFL to show that they can learn from their mistakes. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. It sucks. Um, <laughs> you know better than me. I mean, I will. I will always like 
you you definitely know better than I. So and it's um, not it's not even a sports person thing. It's a bazillionaire thing. Like no, sure. they just don't take no. They don't accept no. Um, in the same way that like we see athletes. Uh, like, like the Henry Ruggs guy who killed that woman because he was so fucking drunk back in the fall. Um, they think they're invincible and they can they can be above the law. I mean, that's that's one level of this and, and, and hubris and arrogance. But you multiply that just like you multiply the zeros on these paychecks, like times ten, and that's these mm-hmm. owners. It's mm-hmm. like there's a there's a, a labor issue right now between. Major League Baseball players and owners. And the players have some really valid concerns. And they have no chance yeah. of they have no chance of winning just because they're not bazillionaires. So I don't know where the heck Paul is. Um Aww, maybe I, next time I'll be able to talk to Paul. I hope uh I hope I don't know when this thing is gonna unfurl itself. Um, when will you be able, like, what does your afternoon look like? Are you going to be able to go home? Are you worried about leaving too early and then being pulled back? Um, so I'm definitely not going to leave early because I need to ensure that our second shift team is going to come in. So I'm, I'm actually pleased with what's happening right now because I feel like even if it were to start snowing right now, there still won't be enough for the second shifters to say, yeah, no, I'm not coming in. So because if they don't come in, then I have to stay. And I, you know, my person that works overnight lives around the corner. Thank God we've already communicated. And he's like, I can absolutely come in. I live right around the corner and we'll be on call for tomorrow evening in case that person can't come in because they live in White House. Um, And because it's still raining and not a lick of snow, there's no way that we're going to get enough snow for the staff that usually come in on the second shift to say they can't come in. Um, which I, which means that that means they're going to be here when it probably is kind of dangerous to drive back home. I get that, but uh, I'd prefer for folks to come in. Like, (laughs) sure. Is that mean of me? No, 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 no. I mean, it's not at at least as what we're looking at now. It is not a safety issue. And that's a paramount concern. Um, I just pulled up weather underground again, and it looks like the snow should be arriving about now, but today, five inches. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, three. We might have a John Bolera situation here. We just keep going down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh oh. And and I'm I'm sure I mean there is twelve o'clock news. I I'm if it's going down, I mean I can pull up I don't know who the who does midday weather for TOL. Um I'll pull up Ryan's uh, I feel like I know. I watch it all the time. So Ryan just tweeted 24 minutes ago. Um, we're on the air right now. Snow total update will be coming out shortly. So um, let me see. Jay, I don't know who's doing weather right now for 13, but is Ross doing it? I need to get myself some lunch. And it's like to go. I don't have any lunch, so I didn't bring it with me. And it's like to go out or not to go out. Maybe I can find a DoorDash uh, gift card. Why can't you run down to, to Kroger? I can. I just don't think I want anything from Kroger. Like, if I'm going to spend five bucks at Kroger, I could just spend five bucks at Arby's and get a salad or something. Uh, so, Ross hasn't tweeted anything in three hours. And if I were a meteorologist, I would be on this thing around the clock mm-hmm. because, like, that's your public statement. Um, mm-hmm. But whatever. I, I don't think... Whatever. We'll see what happens. I mean, look. If, yeah, we'll if, watch it. If they're wrong and people lose their stuff, like, they're wrong in a good way. Because mm. as much as I said 10, 20, it's all the same at that point, there is a big difference between a foot and a half of snow and eight inches. Yeah. I mean, eight inches and 20 um, is is a significant difference. So, I'm with you. All right. This was fun. This was nice. I agree. I will. Uh, I will be in touch with you later on today. <gasps> bye bye. Oh, that was good. That was big. <laughs> bye bye. As I mentioned at the outset of the podcast, a guest, and her name is Laurie Dietrich, uh, got an email that came from my boss as they have a neat art competition in partnership with the Metro Parks. So let's talk to Laurie about that. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? 
I'm kind of offended. Why? I saw when I uh, when your boss passed your email along to the staff the other day, as I always do, I look people up on the internet, and I saw that we're Facebook friends, and you could have reached out to me directly and said, I would like you to talk about this. Well, darn it, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> so does that mean I'm not showing up in your Facebook feed for anything? You must not be. Well, that's not good. Well, I'm sure now that we're, we're doing this, uh, all the algorithms will hear it and will connect us. So, Exactly. Um, exactly. There's a lot going on here, and, and that's the other reason I, I and by the way, I'm recording. Um, I'm going to slap this the, to the on the end of uh, our podcast. I do a daily podcast where we can talk forever as opposed to just playing the songs. Um, so I'll put that on there, and I'll talk about it a little bit on the air a little bit and direct people to the podcast. Oh, okay. Um, the 34th annual Photo Arts Club of Toledo. Well, hold on. Thirty. The Photo Arts Club of Toledo is hosting the 34th annual photo contest at the Secor Center at Secor Metro Park. And then there was a very, very long paragraph, and that's where I need your help. <laughs> okay. Well, let's start with the, what is the Photo Arts Club of Toledo, uh, other than it's a Toledo photo club? Um we're basically like a learning club where we, you know, we do trips, we do contests with each other, you know, to see, you know, critiquing contests. Got it. Um, but we do a lot with like Lightroom, Photoshop. We have a studio, um, group that'll come in and show you how to use lighting and everything to okay. do people photography um but yeah we're, we're a club that does a lot of teaching um i can, do you do video stuff or just photos just photos mostly okay. yeah because uh, i have a blind spot in my um in my reservoir of skills and it's uh it's actually like photo and video editing but I think I could pick it up pretty easily because I do audio editing all the time. So um, I'm glad to know that I can uh, knock on your door and get some uh, get some skills of needed. Yes, we have as well. Let um, me tell you, we have luck with a lot of skills. <laughs> so uh, this is the 34th annual photo contest, the Secor Center at Secor Metro Park. So what's going on with all this? What's been going on for the last 33 years, and where are we now? Well, this is like my third or fourth year doing this. So what we do is we try to get out there to everyone that we're doing our contest. And there's different categories, um, people, flora, multiple other ones. There's a monochrome. And we also do have a 17 and under so that the younger kids and stuff can get involved in this too. Um, And... We just have people send in their their photos. It's six dollars per photo to be entered into the contest. Okay, and it um actually really cool. We'll go through the processing part of it, and then we have judges okay. come in and judge the photos, and then from there we'll hang them up, and then we'll notify everybody of what they've won. We do offer a cash prize, and, and most of that. Is stuff is for money we we've raised, um, bringing in the photos and just out of our our funds. Um, um, they can do this. Can people do the submitting at photoartscluboftoledo.com? dot com? Um, no, actually, what we're it's a um, print photo contest. Okay, everything should be added. Got it. Um, if go to photoart of Toledo.com, they can print out the registration form and that'll tell them the sizing of the photo and, you know, what they need to have to turn in their photos. But we have a few places that will, um, that you can drop your photos off at. It's a cone camera and photo and, um, the Metro parks of Toledo administration office at the manor house and the photo arts club, clubhouse at the botanical gardens we will be there on february 19th 26th march 5th and march 12th from noon to four and someone will take your photos there excellent um 
Who are, uh, do you know offhand some of the, some of the past winners or like, let's say I was considered, I, and I have, again, not a photographer at all. Um, what, (laughs) how would you advise me to have the best success in this? Like I would probably take pictures of my dogs. Um, you know, it's just kind of, it kind of all depends on the judges, Mm -hmm. but you know, you got to make sure your lighting's good. Okay. Yourself a good Gotta get your dogs being photogenic, I guess. My dogs are um, extremely photogenic, even when there's bad lighting. Um how um who, if I may ask, who are some of the judges? Oh my goodness. Just, I'm trying to think. I know Scott Carpenter. He is um, Metro Parks. part of mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of who else. We have a couple, I think we have a couple from um the University of Toledo. Okay. Um but other than that, I cannot remember who the rest of them are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have some some friends, uh, a friend that does a lot of work with the Metro Parks and a lot of it. He is a um, wildlife photographer. His name is Alex Getz. Um, oh. Did you ever need judges? Him. I have another friend, uh, Justin Camuso, who used to work at the Art Museum. Now he does the media department at BG. So if I if I can scrounge up the six bucks and get good pictures of the dogs, I'll ask their insight and maybe maybe I could win something. What uh, what is like the the biggest prize or what's been the prizes in the past? Prizes in the past, I believe, is just the cash prize. Um, like maybe fifty dollars for the top winner, and then it kind of goes down from there. But this year, um, the best of show is actually going to be a gift certificate for Lazy Boy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then go ahead. I think there's a canvas print from Cone. Okay. Um, they're going to be an exhibit from March 26th through May 14th, every Saturday and Sunday from noon to four, except for a couple of the holidays. And the, uh, the opening reception is Friday, March 25th at six o'clock. And that's, that's a virtual thing now, right? Yeah, we're we're you know with COVID, you gotta gotta do virtual, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, by March 25th, the world could be cured, or could we we could be we could be leaving the Greek alphabet and going to another alphabet at this point. Who knows? But yeah, safe is better yeah. than anything else. You got a point. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, this was uh, really good to talk to you. I'm I'm excited to see this and follow along. I was unfamiliar with you guys because the algorithm obviously kept us apart. And um, yeah. talk a little bit about this on the radio. I'm glad you could take some time to be on the podcast. I'll have to ask some of my friends um, if they know about it. Uh, I've gotten pretty close to the Metro Parks recently, so I'm glad that they've embraced this. Would you have a heart attack yeah. right now if I said all this was live on the radio? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. This was recorded. <laughs> totally safe. Um, you never know these crazy photo club people. They just come on and they have all these crazy takes and there's cursing and all that stuff. Oh, no. That was a joke. That was a joke. Um, Well, thank you for the time, Lori. I appreciate it, and uh, and good luck with everything, okay? Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Awesome. Take care, Lori. Bye-bye. Yep, you too. Bye-bye.